Welcome back to another episode of The Dose of Caesar. This episode is with one of the smartest people I've ever met, and I had a lot of fun talking to her. I hope you enjoy meeting one of my favorite people in the world. Boom. Welcome to The Dose of Caesar slash 1996 podcast. Um... I don't know if I'm going to keep both podcasts. This is def- definitely a Dose of Caesar episode. So welcome to the Dose of Caesar, the podcast where we, uh, where we, what do we do? We run weekly life experiments. We question our assumptions and we explore new ways of thinking. I'm your host and fellow experimenter, Caesar. Uh, today is a different type of, of episode. It's an episode with a good friend. It's a conversation with my friend Peyton. Hi, Peyton. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited to be a part of this podcast. You are like one of the biggest listeners, probably. The- I am the only listener. <laughs> <laughs> you are the only listener. I'm really going to enjoy listening to my episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have this shit on repeat, right? Yeah, absolutely. This is um, the, we have peaked at the dose of Caesar. <laughs> I want you to know having our number one fan here is... Um, beyond uh, i'm I'm beyond belief right now thank you i'm happy to be here but this has been a long time coming and um we're gonna have a great conversation and i thought we could start with um with talking about board games how did you get hooked on board games this is this is a weird interesting thing about you that i find weird i just i don't know Uh, (laughs) <laughs> I guess I I guess because I think we're so similar, but at the same time, we're different in some ways. And this is one of the ways. You really like board games. Um, how did you get into board games? Yeah, I mean, I am really into board games. Specifically, over the pandemic, I've spent so much time playing board games. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, honestly, to think about it, I'd never played any board games up until college. And then my Mm -hmm. sophomore year, someone introduced me to Settlers of Catan. And I think it's just like my personality being so competitive that once I start playing, like I want to win. So then just having like the right group of friends to like play board games with, once you have that, then it's, it's less about the board game. It's more like that's our way of spending time together and like enjoying having everyone over and drinking and mm. playing board games. So I've gotten like more into it throughout college and then after. But yeah, that's like one of the main ways that me and Ozzy spend time together. Ozzie's yeah. You, did it start like <laughs> freshman year? No, wait, when did you? Uh... Um, I learned through one of my ex's friends. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Because here's, here's I, we met um sophomore year of college yeah it was like junior year maybe that i learned how to play Catan. yeah because i remember all of a sudden you were like you guys want to play Catan?" like all the time yeah and <laughs> well i got so obsessed with it i bought the game on multiple platforms so i was playing it wow. on my ipad on my iphone i had a vr headset i was playing vr Catan. Um, and then obviously live and I had all the expansions. So once you really invest in the brand, <laughs> you become committed. And like if other people like, I don't know, it's like a way to bond with people. Like I yeah. feel like a lot of people know how to play that game specifically coming out of well, college. Yeah. That game is a lot of fun. Yeah. It, 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 I don't know why it was so big at UT. I don't know if it's just a UT thing. or I think it's art. a nerd thing. It's a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I personally see it as like a nerd board game. So. I think there's a lot of nerds at UT specifically yeah. that like we're friends with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout I, out I, to I our see. nerd friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's like, um, I had never 
really seen anybody play board games until I got into college. I really? Mean, I mean, we used to play board games when I was like... As a family? No, no. In like, <laughs> as a, for like, um, like maybe Christmas, we'll be like, all right, we're waiting until 12 a.m. to open gifts so let's pull out the board games like that's the one time out of the out of the year that we would play really? board games but that's my my family's weird i feel like other families play board games way more often yeah i mean maybe that's like a white thing but mm. like my mom would like invite all the kids over and be like let's play poker let's play wow. minute to win it games i don't know if you know what minute to yeah win it yeah is. the show yeah it's like a show and my mom would like research games that me and my friends could play my Birthday parties growing up were always, like, competitive games. Maybe not board games, but, like, other types of, like, party games. So I think we're just a big party family, and mm. we're all really competitive. And then when you add that, me and my boyfriend, like, when we play together, when we play different board games, like, it could ruin our entire night. Not ruin, like, we're just kidding, like, if we lose, but, like, we're actually genuinely upset if yeah. we lose yeah, I think a I, game. Are you, are you, so you're saying you're just kidding, or do you guys actually get upset, right? Actually. No, 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 we're not upset at each other. We're, like, upset at the situation, <laughs> which, I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily the right thing to be doing because someone always loses, unless we're a team. Yeah. And I feel like as a team, uh, whenever we're playing against other people, like, we always win, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, one of our biggest things is that we hate people that say like chill it's just a game like, <laughs> no it's not just a game take it seriously wow yeah no no you, you i can see how you've always been a very competitive person but that's uh that's dope have you played you haven't played uh exploding kittens no i haven't played that all right you'd really get into that we have to play it when we go to um oklahoma i'm down but i'm basically done for any new board game what is this other game you're playing okay so yeah what's the yeah there's this game it kind of sounds like a children's game <laughs> because it's a disney game and honestly it's kind of embarrassing to admit that we play a disney game because we're not disney adults but um what do you mean you're not disney adults what is that oh mean? disney adults that's like a whole thing what that's like a whole meme to like make fun of adults that are obsessed with disney like really into disney like um yeah, decorate their like, house with disney stuff or like they dress up like mermaids or i mean that's Whoa. actually a whole other thing but you know just <laughs> stuff like that. yeah like they're obsessed with disney right so i mean i don't wouldn't say that we're like that but we are obsessed with board games games mm -hmm. um so yeah there's a game called villainous and then there are so there's the original game yeah. and then there's three expansion packs and then there they just came out with a new one last month for marvel villainous so each one has three to six characters that you can play like yeah. villains from the movies right and basically any of them can play against any other villain from any set so if you have the six and then you have the three expansion packs you basically have 15 characters okay you're following and then with you two of you there's so many different combinations you can play because the first character can play all 14 of the next characters and then the next character can play yeah. all whatever so over quarantine we started tracking all of our games and um like the results in a spreadsheet mm -hmm. and then taking like stats of which character is the hardest we made sure to play all i don't know how many combinations it is i think it's like a hundred maybe Jesus. we played every single combination even if it was like the easiest person against the hardest person like we made it a point for science yeah to, yeah you to do it <laughs> and then record it <laughs> so <Whoa. laughs> yeah we played um i i i mean i honestly i could pull it up it's around 200 games during quarantine each game is maybe pull it up, pull it up minutes. okay well, so yeah i remember you sending us the spreadsheet and 
I thought my initial thought was like that's such a paid thing to do and at the same time that's fucking dope <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean it's a lot like but the thing is like if you're not passionate about something what the hell are you doing you know yeah. so like especially in a time where you're just kind of at home all the time this was like such a fun way for us to spend time together and mm-hmm. do something that we both enjoy so I mean yeah um it's not like okay so here I'm showing you this is all the games we played. So 97 plus 86. What is that? 97 plus 86. I don't know. That's like 183. We're not good at math. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, like 180 games. That's from the original. We just got um, the Marvel one and we've already played 12 games. In so each like expansion, days. is this a new game, a totally new game? Yeah. So all and the with other all new characters, yeah, all the oh, other Jesus. games, all the other games. <laughs> The villainous and the three expansions, they can be played interchangeably with each other. Mm. The Marvel villainous, it came with five characters and they can't really mix in with the other gotcha. original. So it's, so it's like its own game. And if Disney Smart, which I know they are, they're going to make more expansions for the Marvel version mm-hmm. um, because that's like a whole other world. And honestly, I'm not even into Marvel. I have n- not really ever seen any Marvel movies, but... You know, the game also has forced me to watch the movie so that I understand, like, the objective of the games. What is it about this game? Is it kind of like Catan? Or is it, do you just find it really competitive? Why are you so into it? I guess, I guess I would have to okay, watch it. Okay, so, like, it's, like, deceivingly, understand. actually, it's not even really that deceivingly easy. It's kind of, it's confusing. Like, mm-hmm. anytime we've tried to teach, like, we had a third roommate in our apartment and we tried oh, to yeah. teach him and, like, I don't know, when he, when you don't have the 80 games of experience then it's not really fun to play with a third person because they have so many times they need to play just to like even get on your level get on yeah i mean yeah there's a lot every deck has its own 40 specialized cars and me and Jesus my me and my boyfriend have basically memorized probably every card in every deck yeah so for us like we know what we're looking for when we're drawing for new cards so like it, it's impossible unless you've played 100 games to play against us so it's like kind of our thing you know that we do together which yeah. is nice that's super cute <laughs> and then you played over 180 games just between 1v1 yeah that's not including the games we played with other people <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> that's that's actually very very cute because I, I would think you would get bored at one point but i guess that's so interesting i mean i think there is a point where we got kind of bored of it um but it maybe it was less so that we got bored and just that we had like kind of other things going on. We recently moved, so there was a lot of time yeah. that we lost, like where I was just unnecessarily stressing out about things. So are we gonna play this game in Oklahoma? The villainous? Uh, or is I mean, it- if you wanna lose, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I I'll bring it and I'll teach you guys, but I mean, seriously, like I'll have you, all of you new people play against each other because it wouldn't even be fair if I played with you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, do you want more wine? Or should, yeah, you know, sure. I'm going to pour. So this wine, this is the exact wine that I, <laughs> that I used to get rejected. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I blame it on the wine. I blame it on the wine. Yeah, no, it I, tastes like sadness. It, does it taste like no, sadness? No, it tastes <laughs> delicious. It tastes, it, it does have a little, every time I see this wine now, I'm, well, I don't know. All right, we're 0 and 1. We're 0 and 1. Me and this wine are 0 and 1. <laughs> I think we... <laughs> We have to try out more. So going back to this is interesting because for those of you that uh, for the people who are listening who don't know Peyton, I think that conversation on um, on 
on board games really like says a lot about your personality because like <laughs> that you, i'm crazy <laughs> no 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 that you are uh, i don't know very competitive but that you're gonna win like you're a winner and and uh, just before we started the podcast you said something interesting and i wanted to bring it up uh we were watching uh, some videos of you singing and your oh sister God. singing and you showed me a rap video of of your sister singing for like uh to to run for some position yeah and so i asked like did she win and you were like of course she won <laughs> we're winners everyone in my family is a winner <laughs> everyone yeah. no but like you said it like definitely definitely which was so interesting because i was like whoa that's so fucking cool is that your mentality has that always been your mentality like like, of course I'm going to no. like, this is interesting yeah, no. because it's going to go on to, to some of the things that I'm going to talk about later. Um, I think that in my family, we all think that we're capable of winning uh -huh. and I mean, winning is like, a, yeah, I don't really think there's such thing as winning, but like when I set a personal goal for myself and I meet it, then I feel like I'm winning, you know, yeah. it's like in college, you know, I tried way too hard. I don't like, think you tried way too hard. <laughs> I think you set a goal for yourself. I and set I, a goal for myself, but honestly, like it was a personal goal. I Exactly. Why is that trying too hard? That's not trying too hard. It's like you yeah. set a goal and, and what I saw was like you were going to attain it no matter what. Or like you were relentlessly pursuing it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. You, so that's kind of my attitude about everything is that I set goals that I think I'm capable of achieving mm -hmm. and I've never like thought that like I'm not capable of achieving something. And then if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but... In general, yeah, I, It'll, I think everyone should have that mentality though that like but, I'm a winner, I can mm -hmm. I can win in whatever I want to win, you know. Yeah, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't have that mentality. What What do you think? Uh, what made you like pick up that mentality? Was it like the way your parents would talk to you? Were they always supportive? What was it that? I mean, like, yeah, my parents were so supportive, but I don't know necessarily where I got that from. I guess probably from my parents like mm -hmm. that they always uh, like uh that they uh, that they always tell you like you are gonna do this you're gonna win or like uh, were they like i don't know what, what yeah i mean i think that that's part of it probably is by t being told like you guys are going to be so successful you're going to do so great you're mm. so smart then that probably it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy like yeah. okay well i was told that i'm smart now i have to like prove it um, yeah. so I have to try harder so that I can prove to like my parents that I am smart. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably part of it. I was also like incentivized. I was actually just talking about this the other day. Um, I was like incentivized by my parents to do well in school. Mm. So if I got like good grades, each A I got, I got X amount of money. <laughs> that is very interesting. Cause I find that you, your mom, and we'll talk about this later, but your mom also did a similar thing when you were getting on keto, right? Yeah. She incentivized you. She incentivized me to do keto. That's true. And how did she incentivize you? She paid for my groceries while I was like on my weight loss journey. Um, uh -huh. Yeah. So the whole time she said, I know that keto food is more expensive, more expensive than like buying junk food. So I want to like help you in that way of basically if you're buying, if you're eating keto and you're buying groceries for that then i'll pay for all your groceries so yeah i mean that that worked for me and Hell yeah and i think that that can work for a lot of things like for doing grades 
I was paid in high school for my good grades, mm-hmm. but no one paid me in college to get good grades. I chose to get good grades at yeah. that point, you know? So yes, I have like very uh, supportive and like parents that, like want me to do well. Um, I had, I had very supportive parents as well. Um, but here the difference was, um, because, uh, so I see between me and my brothers, right? Yeah. Cause in high school I was very like, I was top 10. Like I was relentlessly pursuing like my academics. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but so both you and your sister are, were like top 10 or like really had really good, uh, grades. Yeah. I don't know what my sister was, but I was valedictorian. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was, I, my sister was like top 7%, but. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, okay. But we went to a smaller school. Our school only had like 150 per class. Okay. Yeah. But I find that so interesting that your parents incentivize you because as I'm reading, you know how I've read books on, on habit building, especially yeah. atomic habits. That's one of the ways to build good habits. It's make it like rewarding. Like you, if you make it rewarding, then you get that extra dopamine like hit every time you hit, every time you hit the, finish the the habit or whatever it is. So for in this case, it was like getting good grades. So you, you would get like that good feeling of like, oh yes, I got a re- I get a reward now. Reward yourself, which is the same thing of like you would do for like a dog, right? When you train yeah. them. But it's not like I'm saying. No, like, I know. I'm like a horse and a carrot. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. No, I agree. And the thing is like, who is supposed to be doing the reward though? Is it supposed to be a third party that every time you do something well, they're giving you money? Or is it supposed to be that like every time I achieve something personal that I like personally reward myself? Like, oh, I'm going to reward myself with, I don't know, some extra time doing something I want to do or, you know? So at some point you can't really rely on other people to give you an an extrinsic reward Mm -hmm. because, um, and I still give myself I like they're not they're technically intrinsic rewards I guess because I'm giving them to myself but um like if I eat really healthy all week then I reward myself with like some ice cream you know so stuff like that yeah um yeah that's a I just find it so interesting that your parents were like incentivizing you because I feel like that's what I would do with my kids um I feel like that's such an effective thing to do and I feel like that's what I would do too, but that's only because that's the way I was raised. <laughs> yeah, and 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 the way you're talking about, like, yeah, I th- at one point it has to be you who's gonna incentivize yourself, and you got to figure it out, like what works for you. Um, it's 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 a weird thing, um, to figure out. But also, I think in business, a lot of businesses use that. I mean, that's the way a lot of people. I I just I, there's some people that just don't think about the things they do, or it's just businesses like really are able to manipulate them, right? Because they use these like habit, uh, these ways to build habits um, for, to benefit themselves, which is like making people feel good, like a dopamine hit, like notifications and shit. Yeah. Like, Like, well, my company um, specifically, they have different ways of rewarding people. Like Mm -hmm. you can tell your manager the way that you like to be rewarded. So that was like one of the things they asked me first is like, how do you like to be told that you're doing a great job? And my answer was like, I like like awards and recognition. And like some people said, I would rather you tell me privately in our one-on-one meeting. So like, yeah, my my boss tells me in our one-on-ones that like, oh, you're doing a great job. Um, but she knows that like the way that I actually like it more is to be given like an award 
and I'm okay with it being like in front of the whole company, you know, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Um, but you know, like people who are more introverted or may not necessarily like the attention mm-hmm. may prefer a different form of reward mm-hmm. or someone might not want to be rewarded. Like, Oh, I just want to be able to take three weeks off or something in a row. Oh, gotcha, and, gotcha. Yeah. You know. It's not the same for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, like for me, I think it, yeah, I think it'd be similar to you, like uh, awards, but at the same time, even like a, just somebody telling me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, just give me all the attention. <laughs> just give me all the attention. I, uh, by the way, I didn't mention this. I should have started, I started this podcast off weird, but I'll say it now. You're one of my favorite people on earth. And I swear, you are, every time I would talk about Peyton in college, even now, probably the smartest person I know personally. And, and that's not... Well, I'm giving away all my secrets. You just have to pay your kids for good <laughs> grades, and then. <laughs> no, it's beyond that. It's be even even without your parents um, incentivizing you. I think you would have still done everything you've done. What? Because I've never seen I've never seen someone get so like I don't know what what would I call it passionate about things, but not only passionate, uh, get results like you do. Like you see something, you're like, oh, I want that. Not only do you want that, not only do you go after it, but you do it like a fucking pro. Like you, <laughs> you learn really quickly how to do things, and then you start to get really good at, at things. One good example that I can point out is um, Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring that up. You can't tell everyone that I play Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is such a nerd thing to that we I do. I know. Don't. Yeah, I'm not admitting that. <laughs> no, go ahead. So we started playing Minecraft. <laughs> you, me, my college, our other college friends, and in the beginning, um, did you like it in the beginning? Did you like? The no, game? I hated it. You well, hated it. <laughs> okay, first of all, you guys didn't tell me that there were going to be like monsters and things <laughs> in the game. I was like, okay, this is a horror game. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I hated it at first. I have never played any PC game or anything. So, you know, you're kind of just like looking around on the screen. I really like, I would basically have you guys on split screen and be doing like some other stuff. And I would just be sitting inside of the shelter that y'all built me, um, and like talking on the phone with you. Like that was the (laughs) exciting part for me was getting on the phone and like getting to talk to everyone every week. Yeah. So no, I, I hated it at first, but then I'll cut you off and tell you what happened next is that Caesar took the time to like (laughs) basically teach me how to play. And this is like a few hours that were, no, we were just, I called you and I was like, Hey, how do I do this? Because I think I got to a point where I was like, I'm kind of bored. Let me just open up my computer and <laughs> see if I can figure this stuff out. So I'm like trying to play and I was like, hey, how do I build this? How do I cut down a tree? Hey, how do I do this? And then you like basically taught me like the basics, which I yeah. mean, it go a that. long way. They go it a long way. No, it wasn't that hard. You could have figured it out on your own by Googling it. I basically <laughs> taught you like, all right, the basics of like building a mine, like build some stairs, Payton. <laughs> this is how you build a shovel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Simple um, shit. That is very important stuff that if you don't know that, you're just running around, you're starving, you're eating rotten flesh. Like, yeah. But then like a week later, you basically, I mean, throughout that whole week, you're a- asking all of us questions. Like, how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do this? And I think at one point we just tell you like, because you were stealing our shit. You were stealing. <laughs> you were steal- I didn't know how to mine for anything. So I was just stealing out of everyone else's We would chest. make like tools and stuff mm-hmm. and you would go like steal it. Or yeah, you didn't know how to mine. And then I showed you how to mine. 
and then you wouldn't stop fucking mining. All of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, Peyton had chests full of like overfilling with with all sorts of like uh, minerals and shit or whatever the fuck they're called. You see, I don't even know what they're called. But like a week later, Peyton, you're building these like incredible structures. I built this house on top of a mountain and you were like, that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that boom, I saw you build a house on a mountain. Yeah. I'm like, give me the next highest mountain. I'm going to build a bigger <laughs> house. I'm going to build a better house. And, and you then, built a way better house. <laughs> well, and then everyone got on the next week and said like, that looks like a commercial office building. So I was like, Oh, All right, yeah, screw yeah. you guys. I'm going to build a better house. So as of now, I have like six houses on our you server. You just kept building fucking houses. <laughs> These aren't any small houses. And they don't look just re like regular houses. They look like well-designed and shit. Gardens and <laughs> fountains and, and open concept windows. You got so intense. But... And and the thing is that I I played that game for you, like before like we've all played it but this is the thing that separates you from other people I think you like do this type of shit whereas like you just get really really good at it and you wanna do the best that you can I don't know. I mean maybe that's it or maybe I is was that it? just are you just, I, maybe do, I was you, just were you looking for something to do in quarantine <laughs> but you I know don't, I don't know what what about college then why yeah i have no excuse of why i tried so hard in college no no it's not trying hard why how did maybe it's what's your what was your goal in college what was my goal yeah um to graduate top four percent yeah that was your goal oh, to be quite honest mm. um when i went to other people's college graduations, I remember there being like a, some kind yeah. of special recognition for like people that graduated <laughs> with highest honors. And I remember sitting there and being like, oh yeah, I that's definitely, if there's a highest honors, I'm going to get that. Like I'm not going to yeah. graduate with like just graduate. And that's not to even shit on people that like just graduate. That is a huge accomplishment for mm -hmm. so many people. Um, but for me personally, I wanted to like be the highest honors and then I get that. so yeah like i just I, I i had that same thing like when i was going in into high, high school, school right yeah, yeah. That, i was like oh the white the people that graduate in white top 10 i want that so i get that i mean it's kind of an um iterative goal though like after my i went into college just saying like okay i'm gonna try my hardest my freshman year right mm -hmm. um came back from my very first semester and got all a's and i was like oh okay well that's probably just because i was taking you know all these intro to astronomy yeah. i was taking a bunch of bs classes so then going into the next semester i was like okay i'm gonna like take 17 hours take some business classes make it harder and then when i got all a's the second semester i was like oh so i actually can do this and mm. that's kind of when i set the goal for myself really? because i was like After okay the second semester it's an attainable goal now at this point it's not like i like flunked my first semester and then was like, man, I really want to be like the best, you know? So that was how it was in high school for me too. I like tried my hardest at the beginning of high school. And then when we got our like, you know, scam, when I went to a Texas high school, they tell you at the end of the year, like what your rank is. I don't know if they do that at your school every year. Uh, yeah, I think, the, I think there was something similar. I don't know how I would find out, but I would find out. Okay. Well, I really wasn't really thinking about like my rank or anything like that. My freshman mm. year of high school, I was just like trying hard. Like I've always tried hard in things. And like, I was told that I was number one of 586 students. And I was like, what? Like, I was so surprised. So then I was like, oh, when I go to my new school, then I'm going to try to like be number one and like be the best, you know, and yeah. get the highest grades I can or try the hardest I can. And I on like, 
to this day, there are so many people I went to high school with and college with that are so much smarter than me. And it was really like completely a matter of effort. And yeah. I think that when I decide I want to do something, I'm willing to like put in the effort to do it. But I'm not necessarily like that smart. You're pretty fucking smart. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Okay, well. Because <laughs> like I've seen, I mean, I think it's a combination of both things. I get what you're saying though. Like there's like these super geniuses, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like you're, I've seen you like pick up subjects that i i was like what i don't know you you just learn really quickly what were your um, study habits like um like freshman year of college do you remember oh any, they were like, like don't make any friends and just study really <laughs> yeah no, my freshman yes seriously my freshman year what? of college i don't think i really had like i wasn't in any social org i was in a bunch of different things that i wasn't passionate about it at all uh -huh. they were like all the things that you were told to sign up for like business orgs yeah and, freshman yeah I, I, I don't know this about you so you I mean yeah you met me our sophomore year mm -hmm. that's like really when I like went over to the social side oh, yeah. of <laughs> college <laughs> and that was probably spurred by like my study abroad so my oh. whole freshman year really like I was friends with Nicole my roommate um, and friend from high school and then we had two friends that were her friends from science or whatever classes they were taking and then it would be like the four of us kind of hanging out but I wasn't in any orgs I wasn't really in anything so I spent a lot of time studying and like alone my freshman year wow. and then going into study abroad I made a ton of friends just from that so like starting sophomore year I was like pretty confident that I had a lot of friends you know because you just got back from study abroad with all these people that yeah. were also freshmen Mm-hmm. Because when I met you, you were already like a, you were like a social butterfly. I was like, Jesus Christ! Like this girl. I wasn't though. I really was. I mean, I was. Just, I'm social, and the, th that's the thing. People don't go to class looking for friends. I, Me and you yeah. do. <laughs> we go to class, and we're like, "Hi, what's your name?" Like, yeah, I remember the, the first time I met you. Um, because I had I was trying to, I was trying to sit next to cute cute girls. <laughs> <laughs> So the class before. Well, there weren't that many in our class because we're MIS. I, well, I had sat next to this like cute, this other cute girl. Oh my god, terrible! Like she wouldn't talk. It was. I don't think she like enjoyed the experience of sitting next to me. So I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm like looking around and, and I see you and I'm walking up to you and then you just give me this huge smile like. Ah. <laughs> well, yeah, I like loved. I mean, I'm so social. Yeah. That's the thing is sit me down by the mo you could sit me down by like a watermelon i will make conversation with it yeah. like i yeah I, I feel pretty confident that i could talk to any stranger and like there wouldn't be any like silence or yeah yeah but i, I wouldn't have got it so it, it's interesting that so yeah you had just come back from your uh, study abroad from prague right yeah and that you were sitting next to brennan which is uh, our of, good friend our good friend who you had studied abroad with yeah um and which makes a lot of sense now that why you were so talkative yeah like, i was talkative so in that class because that was my one class that i had a friend in so it was like yeah. so exciting and then brennan i think knew melanie or the that other girl maybe brennan knew blake and blake knew melanie yeah and so there was like all yeah. Like you had an in. Oh, that's so fucking interesting. Wow. Yeah, that's the story of me, Brennan, and Caesar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's so I, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll keep asking. I'm going to ask a few more questions because I'm interested in the way your mind works <laughs> when it comes to studying because I think you're really good at it or when it comes to learning new things. So freshman year, it was like you didn't have friends, right? So you would just study. But 
uh, why didn't you do other things? Like, why, how come you, and I'm thinking I know the answer because, is it because you, you had that goal of being a top 4%? No, I didn't even have that goal yet. Like, I don't know. I think. Well, how come you didn't get distracted? I would get so distracted. Yeah, I think that I was like, oh, I'm not going to be like a social, I'm not going to get in trouble in college. I'm going to go uh, and like be the like, I don't know, the, the try child. hard, perfect yeah. child. I get that. Okay, um, wow. But <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily why, but yeah, I really spent a lot of time in the library. I barely, my freshman year, that's the one year I barely remember uh-huh. because when I look back on it, I'm like, oh yeah, there weren't like those those key moments that are rem- like that are worth remembering. There, yeah. there was just a lot of like studying, hanging out with some people, you know, but your freshman year, you're maybe not for you. Th- this might not apply for you, honestly, because you came to college with people you went to high school with. Hmm. But I think for other people like me that went to college, never didn't know anyone except for Nicole, who was like my one friend from middle school. Um, for us, it's more like we're going to make friends to get to the friends that we, you know, you make a lot of friends but those aren't necessarily your friends. You make yeah. you made friends at orientation. You made friends your first day of class. You're just making friends to get to the friends that you're like bound to make. And like that's how I feel about you and our group of friends is that all those other people were just kind of like the they're the prequel. Yeah, to get to the ride or dies, right? Yeah, <laughs> the ones that are the- I had to get through some yeah some BS. No, I, I get I get what you mean. It's like these um, yeah I guess temper it's it's the people you connect with some people on a deeper level where yeah. it's like oh i want to be around them more and like i want to know what even if we don't have class together like i want to call them and like hey what's up what's going on yeah i i understand and i think i also had a, like a weird view of college that all people make friends in class so i obviously this is really not how it happens yeah. by the time it was our senior year i was like Ugh, i don't even want someone at our table that i don't already know you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we were like let's take our classes together and then like we don't even have to talk to the other people that we don't know yeah um but yeah i think going into it freshman year i was thinking like oh yeah we make friends in class and i was in 500 person classes <laughs> freaking utc like you're not gonna make a single friend in there are you kidding me you can you did didn't you no, not my <laughs> freshman year. Not in those huge classes. You're right. You're right. The way I made the way may I, the way I made friends was like through that first year interest group, which oh, is really? the smaller groups that, that you then had a lot of those classes bigger with classes with. Yeah, exactly. So you knew them, but now you're right. You're right. Like, yeah, because ev- when when you're in a 500 person auditorium, everyone is just clinging to someone that they already know. And I remember going in those classes mm-hmm. and sitting by myself and just feeling like so like down that I didn't have a group of friends from high school or whatever that were taking the same class as me. I was like, got there and looked around and was like, I thought this was like a new thing. Like I thought we were all experiencing this together, but it very much seems like you guys all know each other already. Very clickish, very quickly. Yeah. And I I think it's because it's an insecurity thing, right? Like everybody's just trying to, I don't know, be somebody, be where somebody with somebody that they know. Uh, But yeah, now that I look back, you're right. Actually, I didn't make any friends in those big classes. I already <laughs> knew them from like smaller situations, smaller settings. Uh, that that is uh, so interesting. Um, the uh, so second year or third year on, what were your study ha- habits like? Uh, did they change at all from freshman year? Where I remember you were telling me, you would tell me like, 
you would have fun like doing homeworks and shit. Like you're like, it's so fun, Caesar. You don't, you don't, you don't think it's fun. Like you just figure it out, and and then and then boom, you win. <laughs> I <laughs> I think that I maybe have more fun than other people. It completely depends on the subject. So personally, I put off every subject I did not give a shit about until my last semester of my senior year. Oh. So if you remember the last semester of my senior year, I, we had our classes together, the MIS ones, but. Mm-hmm. I was also in some freshman history class. I was in a freshman English class because I put all the stuff I didn't want to take off until my la- I was in a science class. I was in all that stuff my last semester. So very early on in college, I was like, I want to figure out what I'm doing here, like what I want to do. So I went in thinking I was going to do accounting, took a bunch of accounting classes, was like, this is this ain't it. <laughs> um, so yeah, in our MIS classes is when I started realizing that I liked that. And yeah, I think a big reason and a big hint to me that that was going to be what I wanted to do was that those homeworks were fun to me. Like I would wake up at 5 a.m. and think like, oh my God, I just figured it out. Like, I think I just figured out that issue I'm having. Like, I'd be like mentally thinking about code in my sleep, which sounds kind of crazy, but I'd be like, I have this one error and like this one whatever. And I'd figure it out at the weirdest times and then open my computer and boom, like I just had to step away for a second and figure it out and then I would do it. Um, So yeah, that was probably the biggest thing is that that's why I enjoyed it but that is really come on that's the only thing i really enjoyed about homework was, was mis homework yeah and coding yeah. the other homework oh my god like i don't like reading <laughs> i hate reading i hate writing so like writing papers that's like i would put those off to like pretty much the last day and then bang it out the last second <laughs> what does that mean the last day like because you i didn't know you as a procrastinator so but the last day you mean the last day like you had the entire day until i meant like the last weekend before the last day <laughs> <laughs> yeah you didn't <laughs> wait until i mean that if it was due thursday i would have it done by sunday god gotcha. so i spent basically every sunday i would enjoy my fridays and enjoy my saturdays but sundays if I was hungover, it did not matter. I would wake up at 9 a.m. and go somewhere to study, whether wow. that be like Panera Bread. You've studied it with me at Panera Bread before. I know, before. but I'm, I say wow because of the uh, consistency and the like. Uh, yeah, just di- the discipline. Yeah. Because if it's due Thursday night <laughs> <laughs> for Caesar. I think that that's probably because I had like other stuff going on, so... I didn't want to have to like stress myself out about unnecessary stuff during yeah. the week. That's super smart. You were never, <laughs> you were stressed. I unnecess- was so stressed. Come unnecessarily. On. unnecessarily. All of it was unnecessary. I agree with that. So yeah, I think that's one of my biggest things is that I put stress on myself. Like right now, my life is going pretty good. I've got a stable job. I exercise regularly. I eat like good food, you know? But I still find reasons to be stressed because I really feel like that's like sometimes when I thrive. Like I honestly don't need to-do lists, but I make them so that I'm kind of creating some stress for myself so that I can like cross it off and feel really productive. Wow. (laughs) Dude, it's because you're, the way you think it fascinates me. I think it's amazing. Um, It's just like, wow. The the studying thing, like looking back, I'm I'm remembering on how, uh, I couldn't believe that discipline because you were 
you were stressed, but then I'd, I'd ask you like, oh, so did you finish like the homework? And you'd be like, yeah, I finished it like last week. But you were still stressed <laughs> and I hadn't even I'm started. I'm like, I'm stressed about things that are happening two weeks from now. Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm stressed about a project that's due in three weeks. <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah. And that's that's so legit. And I think that's uh, if it, for anybody listening who's still in college. And I think my little brother would listen to this. But I think that's a good thing to like um, pick up like. I don't know the stress, not the not the whole being super stressed about it part, but like the the discipline of waking up on a certain day to finish it, even if it's due like certain days in advance. Um, I think that was awesome. Was it always Sundays that you were due? Do- yeah, Sundays is the main day that I got most of my stuff done. If you remember, I would always go to the Starbucks, yeah. and I would invite you guys over to come do stuff with me mm-hmm. <laughs> or if we had group projects to work on, I'd be like, I'm at Starbucks all day, so if you guys want to stop by. And um, that's interesting. Why were, would you go? You would have like Starbucks and Panera Bread. Why? Why <laughs> it, was that the specific for a specific reason? Not doing it at your well, apartment. Looking back now, that was a complete waste of money. To be honest, really, it wasn't like it. I, I definitely could have done all of that stuff at the library. It was really okay. just being in a space that I could focus, and I like to like face a wall. Um, and I, then I think like maybe getting a drink and or getting an iced tea or something from Panera that was like an extra incentive of being there of like oh I'm spending all day studying I deserve a six dollar frappuccino you know but like looking back now yeah absolutely any of that could have been done for free in the library um but I think the main concern about going into the library was just running into people I know and I'm so bad at like if someone's like hey come sit here I'm like I don't really want to sit there. I need to be like alone to study, but I'll just sit down and then I'll talk for five hours and not study at all. Well, I don't think it's it's a bad thing because like you just said, you were doing it for a specific reason because then you would end up wasting all this time, which I think is super smart. But that was, it was like engineered to where like you were going to go to a place separate from your house. It's like, I'm assuming away from distractions Mm -hmm. and somewhere where you wouldn't run into people that would again be distractions. Yeah, anytime I studied in my apartment, which I definitely could have, I had a desk there. I would, it's like you're sitting at your desk, you're reading, you're doing whatever. Eventually, you're sitting on your couch, you're reading, then you're laying down on your couch and you're reading, and then you're asleep. So, Mm -hmm. like, that is always what happened to me. I could not, like, study in my apartment without basically ending up falling asleep or, like, taking a nap. So, well, that's, that's amazing because that just shows, I mean, our habits are really tied to like a certain environment. Mm -hmm. If you are, you already have all these habits in your apartment. And so it's much more difficult to get other things done. Uh, The easiest way to pick up new habits or just to have like a, a clean slate is to go to change your environment. So I think that's super, super smart. Even though you ended up spending $6, which I don't even think that's a bad thing because you were at the top of our class uh, <laughs> by the end of, of the four years and you had all these internships and great jobs. And, and then you, not only that, you, I mean, the professors loved you, specifically one professor who was like <laughs> really like infamous for like being very, very hard on people. And even he was like, like you're one of the, what did he say? You're like, like the best student I've, I've seen in like all my years of teaching, <laughs> which was like <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, so I think that the whole uh, going to like uh, to to a separate place to study really paid off, and uh, it's yeah, interesting. I'd so, agree with that. Yeah, um, but all right, switching gears. I won't keep asking you about your study habits. <laughs> you mentioned exercise and diet. Um, what? So we talked about it a little bit. Um, you weren't always. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't always eat healthy. I and remember diet. you. 
fat. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, so, like, when I got to college, mm-hmm. um, I've never been, like, a stick-thin person or, like, I was never, like, the skinniest girl, but I definitely put on a lot of weight in college, and that was just from, you know, sitting down all day. I... The, the second scooters came to our campus, oh my god, I never walked. It was it was actually <laughs> not only was it lazy of me, but it was also a complete waste of money. I wasted like probably ten dollars a day riding scooters around campus. Just around campus, you wouldn't walk. No, do you remember how close I lived to campus? <laughs> yes, I never once walked, oh, never Jesus. once. And Jesus, like, it's like a mild hill. It's like not even a hill. Um. (laughs) there is no no hill there (laughs) let me tell you on campus there's no hill there (laughs) um so yeah I put on like quite a bit of weight in college that combined with absolutely no like eating restrictions for myself I mean I think that when you have parents they wouldn't let you necessarily eat like complete shit food every meal every day but the second you live by yourself and you have like money to spend you're Mm -hmm. like oh i can eat whatever i want all the time Mm -hmm. and i really like no one can control that so except for you you're the only one like what's my roommate's gonna control what i'm eating no like you are completely in control of what you put in your body and i was not putting the right food in my body so yeah i i chose never to eat vegetables or fruit really i mean i wasn't eating any like nutritious food i was only eating junk food um, and eating out like basically two or three meals a day. So by the time it got to, God, was it my senior year? Was it senior year? Yeah. yeah so senior year um, at like Thanksgiving, I think is when like the realization was for me when I just looked at the family pictures we took and I was like, yeah, you know, it's like you're swiping from picture to picture like, oh, that's a bad picture of me. That's a bad picture of me. That's a bad picture of me. And then you get to the realization like, no, that's like, what I look like that's that's not the picture that is what I actually look like and like you can take flattering pictures but if just like the average picture you're not happy with yourself and I wasn't like I wasn't feeling good and it's not even like I'm I feel like I could be um like even now I'm not like the lowest weight that I'd ever want to be but it's just a matter of like feeling confident about yourself and I did not have that confidence at Mm. like the weight that I was. So, um, yeah, over Christmas break, I went home with my parents. Um, this is a pretty controversial diet, but my mom had been doing keto for a while and taught me about keto, taught me how to cook some foods, basically like literally taught me how to use a knife. I didn't even know how to chop a vegetable or what most, how to eat most vegetables. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my mom basically taught me how to eat keto and how she lost like 25 pounds or so. Um, and I took that back to college with me my senior year, last semester of senior year, and lost a lot of weight quickly. Um, and basically continued keto then for like a year. So once I finished keto, mm-hmm. that's when, you know, all the other lifestyle habits that I picked up while doing keto have stuck through. So like one of those is that you brought me to yoga. Oh man. My first best. time ever <laughs> was in February of 2019. And <laughs> I love you, how you remember the month. Of course. Do you remember the day? 
Um, I'd have to look, but you, but you would, it's you, on my calendar, could, of course. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, you, you brought me to yoga. I remember it was a Friday morning, Christine's class. <laughs> and like, I was so nervous because I couldn't touch my toes. I honestly couldn't really like bend. I could barely bend over. I could barely see my toes, let alone touch my toes. Like I knew that there's a lot of things I wouldn't be able to do and like was pretty nervous about it. But I feel like you really like told me like, Peyton, seriously, no one's watching you. <laughs> no one cares. Everyone's kind of on their own mat doing their own thing. Um, yeah. So then ever since you taught me yoga that one time. I, I didn't teach it to you. You learned it. I just brought you. <laughs> okay, you brought me to one class and then I signed up for a membership the next day and started going six you to seven days a week. really liked it, huh? Because it's not, it's not just like you were, you didn't just decide like, oh, I'm going to fucking do this. I'm going to like kill myself. Like it was a I very enjoyable. I didn't decide that at all. Yeah. I went into it the first time saying like, I'll just try it. What, yeah. what, what What's it going to hurt? Like it's one going to one. I wasn't planning on like doing yoga. I was just planning on going to one class. It was like life. T- I, I, it's because it's so relaxing, right? Or what did you, what did you, what was your impression? My first class, I remember maybe three fourths through the class. I'm looking at my watch like, God, this shit fucking hurts. Like, <laughs> oh my God, is it over yet? Like I'm so, I'm sweating my ass off, like thinking, oh my God, is it over yet? And then when it gets to like Shavasana, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm laying there and I'm like, Oh my God, I feel so good. So yeah, it's that. It's, it's like getting through that, you know, 40 minute point where you're like, oh, physical exertion. And then that 40 minute point stopped coming. So after maybe a month of doing yoga, I wouldn't be looking at my watch 40 minutes and thinking like, oh my God, it's only been 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like it was like, I wish I could do an hour and a half class. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but this is another example of where you, get like Peyton on it because <laughs> because fast forward like a year later and shit right in the beginning you uh, couldn't touch your cho- your toes you couldn't finish the whole class and I was already doing yoga for a good three months I think um fast forward a year later and you're doing these poses that I can't do <laughs> <laughs> you're doing fucking handstands and levitations because you're doing yoga all the fucking time you're doing yoga. You do, you go. You would go to the studio and you would do yoga, and then you'd be doing yoga at home. And you would be posting. You even started a, an Instagram page called Payte Does Yoga. Yeah, right? Payte Does Yoga. <laughs> and you would just be doing it all the time. And again, it's because you enjoyed it so much, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, it is probably the biggest thing that I can attribute to the weight loss. I wouldn't really say that keto is the number one thing. I would say it was yoga. Mm. And because that's something that continues no matter what diet I have. Mm. Obviously now I try to like eat a really balanced diet and yoga and that go hand in hand really well together because you don't get home from doing yoga and think like, oh, I want to eat a cheeseburger. The same way that if I know I'm going to do yoga later, I'm going to want to eat a salad that's not going to make me feel like shit after I do yoga, you know? So the two of them go well together and yeah, it's, it's a habit that like, I'm so grateful that I ever learned like from you because that's like probably the biggest life changer I've had. Hmm. I didn't teach it to you. I just brought you to the class. <laughs> uh, like but, I said, he taught me. <laughs> uh, no, Maddie taught you, right? That was who's your favorite teacher. <laughs> My favorite teacher. Her name's Maddie May. Um, yeah, <laughs> she did teach me a lot. But the thing is, like, I would have never gone. You could have told me all, every day, 
Peyton, I go to yoga and it's amazing. You should really try it. I, and I would have said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's great. Like maybe yeah. one day, but without someone actually being like, hey, I'll go with you to your first class, then I don't think I would have ever done it. And I've done that for other people. Like mm-hmm. I've extended that invitation to other people. They're like, oh, I really want to get into yoga. I don't know how. I've said, oh, I'll go with you to your first class. Like, because I w- it's, it's something that you want to share with other people. Yeah. Like it's an experience that everyone deserves to have. And I definitely know, like, it's it's not even the yoga. It's, like, all the logistics of, well, I don't know where to park, and I don't know where to, like, put my shoes. Yeah. You know, it's, like, an experience you've never had before. So just having one other person that has done it before, then that takes all the pressure Yeah, there's, there's all this pressure. I remember my first class. I felt weird. I felt like everybody was going to look at me. Same things when uh, It's the same thing when you go to a first martial arts class. You feel it's just awkward. Like, everybody seems to know what they're doing. And you're like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> and that's been a really common thing that people say like, oh, I really want to try yoga, but I'm going to practice yoga at home first. And that's what I was thinking. That's what I had Did thought. you practice at home before I you I did. In? I put it off for about six months. <laughs> put it off for six months because I thought I want to learn the basic poses so that when they call them out, I know what to do. And I, that was like my procrastination, my way to procrastinate without me knowing because I was so scared of what people would think. And I, I remember I had Amazon Prime and there was these yoga classes on there. And I would I would do them, but it would just kind of, it's not the same thing because you don't have the energy of all the people around you. When yeah. you're in a yoga class. That, no, that's like, then I'm like, no, don't even try it. Don't do it at home because it's the experience is yeah. so different. The second you do a downward dog, you're going to be like, ow, my wrists hurt. You know what I mean? When yes. you're when you're alone. Uh, my wrists hurt. Uh, I don't really like this. And then all of a sudden you're laying down on the floor and you're on your phone. So just go to a class and try it because the experience is, and this is coming from me, I hate doing yoga at home. I do it because that's the only place I can do yoga right now. Mm-hmm. The studio is open, but I'm still not going. So, um, yeah, I, I have to do yoga at home. It's not like necessarily my favorite at all because the energy that you get from the people in the room. And I never thought I would be someone that talks about like energy, (laughs) Um, but but there's an energy. Yeah, there really is. There's an energy of other people that all are like, like like-minded, maybe not like-minded, but I don't even know how to say it, but everyone's like there and it's true. No one's looking at you, but the whole, like the feeling you get in the room with everyone when it's like, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's pretty indescribable, it's which like, is obvious by me yeah. not being able to describe it. The way I the way I think about it, and I'm not talking like energy, like ooh, like woo. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, there know. is a little bit of that. I think it just feels good. I see other people like getting after it in the class, like taking the pose deeper, or they're still going. There, I'm dying, but their face is zen, and I'm like, hey, you could do it too. Like, just chill out. Look at that guy. Or look at that girl, like they're doing it. So, and that's another thing. I do look at people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't judge people. Like if they can't do it, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. I hope, I hope they stick to it. Um, But I look at other people that are much better than me because I want to get to where they're at. Like they'll do some crazy pose and I'm like, fuck, that's amazing. And don't you just miss that? I do miss that. That in the studio, being in the front row, you know, I love being in the front row. Oh yeah. (laughs) I actually, I like being in the front row, not because I'm trying to like be in front of everyone. It's because I want to be in front of the mirror where I can't see anyone else in front of me. Like I, I want to be like focusing on myself and I'm able to block out everyone else when I'm, sitting there with the mirror in front of me and everyone else is behind me. Wow. 
<laughs> that's pretty awesome. I didn't know that that was your reasoning behind it. Why do you like being in the front row? Just because that's I where know I what am. To do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't want to be in the front row and you don't know what to do yet. No, you can be though. And, and you, after I started going to yoga with you, I just started going in the front row because I was like, I guess we're showing we're showing everyone what to do. No, no, <laughs> not really. I was just um, I I didn't. I, the front row is usually where the, the closer to the um, to the instructor a lot of the times. Yeah. And I like being close to the instructor. Yeah, and like and the too. mirror the mirror comes through a lot, um. But but I do miss that, uh, and that's what we're talking about energy. For me, it's like when I see other people doing these poses, you know, uh, more difficult than than the ones that I do, and I'll give it a try, or I'll, you know, I'll keep going because I want to work towards that. Yeah. Well, also, even though I mean, I said that no one's watching. Apparently, Caesar's watching I'm you. Watching. But um, <laughs> I think that there is a motivating part about having an audience when you. Like, I go into it thinking everyone's watching me. That way, yeah. I will try harder. Like, it's even, I mean, you know, I try harder on my yoga videos that I'm posting on Instagram than when I'm just doing yoga by myself. Mm -hmm. I try, I even try harder when my boyfriend's sitting on the couch and I'm doing yoga. Like, yeah. then, then when I'm, you know, it's like just the energy of having, he literally could give zero shits. He's on his phone. He's not watching me do yoga. But just having him there will make me do it like push myself to go harder than I like would if I'm alone. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it's weird because it's like you want to, you want to be the best. You want to yeah. live up to your potential. Yeah. Um, fascinating. <laughs> I'm out of wine, <laughs> but, um, and, and how many, uh, how much, if you don't mind saying we can cut this out, I don't know how, how much weight did you end up losing? I think it's pretty incredible. Yeah. I lost, God, I can't even do the math. Um, 58 pounds. Dude, that's fucking insane. Yeah, so that was over the course of um, about a year. Yeah. I think like from January through December, 58 pounds. And then, um, I mean, I've kept the weight off mm -hmm. even after going off of keto. So that's one of the big things that people don't like about keto is that they say like the second you go off of it, you're going to gain all the weight back. I don't necessarily think that's true. And I think that, Keto specifically can work for a certain type of person. I think, I mean, I think it's just being consistent with it, right? Because it's a, it's a low carb diet. I think the biggest thing, would you say was consistency? Yeah. Um, so that's one thing is that, mm -hmm. yeah, one of the big, um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like mistakes or like maybe common misconceptions about keto is that, oh, you're eating zoodles during the week and then on saturday you ate like a pizza you know like yeah i literally didn't cheat for an entire year except for like on my birthday at brunch they served me potatoes and i think i ate the potatoes and i didn't even eat all of them like that is the level of like commitment you commitment had. i had to the diet and that that was just because i really liked seeing the results and that's the yeah you gotta that's the that's the way it works like i think keto like yeah i think i heard you have to be at least like three months on it for it to like really work or something on like that but you know what i remember people really but when you were starting i remember you were telling us i'm gonna do keto and just so many people that were like people are really against it and i understand I no i don't understand why <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm just so used to it at this point that like like, I literally was embarrassed to say it. I, I'm talking about it right now, knowing that you have a few listeners. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but really, like, I made a Facebook post talking about how I lost weight. 
the word keto wasn't on the post because I really didn't feel like getting shit from people about the way that I was eating. Mm. Um, and let's, okay, so as an example, this is the person that I think it can work amazing for. Me, someone that didn't eat a single vegetable, was eating out three meals a day, um, and was eating horrible food. I was basically carb loading at every meal mm-hmm. without the exercise because I wasn't even walking to class. Um, now take that and then do keto and use keto as a stepping stone to eating like a balanced diet. So people who are nutritionists, you know, they say you shouldn't demonize any one food, you should like carbs or whatever. You should eat everything and just eat it balanced. But the problem is for me, I'm sitting here like, how do I change something to be balanced? I don't crave spinach. I don't crave any kind of healthy food. So like I could use keto, swap out the food I'm already eating for things that were low carb and add vegetables. So if the way that you need to eat broccoli, which you've never had before, which is like my situation, never really eat broccoli, eat it with cheese and bacon and sour cream. Today, I have not eaten broccoli like that, but I used that completely as a stepping stone to getting to eating broccoli plain. Mm. So it's like go from eating full carb to eating vegetables covered in like fats and cheese. Yeah, if you really like cheese. Um, And then you can eventually get to a point where you can remove what the part of keto that people disagree with in the first place. Yeah. And the biggest thing is that now when I eat carbs, I am fully like appreciative of the carbs. I... Don't really enjoy them. Yeah, I enjoy them so much because I didn't eat them for an entire year. So now when I eat pizza, it's not like, oh my God, I'm going to eat half the pizza because that's the norm. It's I'm going to eat two slices of pizza and I'm really going to enjoy them. And the second that I decide like, oh, I'm not hungry anymore, I don't have to keep eating. Like it was really a matter of portion control. And now I don't limit my diet at all. I'll eat ice cream every day if I want to, but like it's... I don't because I don't want to. You know what I mean? So yeah. you 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 completely shifted your mindset of like, or like, and, and you like the way you feel. Like oh yeah, you feel completely different. That's the biggest thing is keto food gave me the energy to learn how to do yoga yeah. versus the like I don't know. People say that you would think, and I would think this too, if I have never done keto, that uh, you eat fats all the time with no carbs, you're going to feel like shit. Like I actually felt great. I Uh had all the energy in the world to like learn how to exercise and learn how to do other things. And then when you swapped that out for a balanced diet, yeah, that's even better. But there's no way to go straight from the way that I was eating to a balanced diet without some kind of stepping stone. You can't expect me to go from like bacon, egg, and cheese tacos to like, I don't know, egg whites <laughs> and yeah. spinach. Yeah. So the stepping stone you're talking about is you made it, you found a way to make it easy through foods you enjoyed, which was a lot of cheese for you, right? Oh yeah. I loved cheese. Yeah. And, and I think that's important to note because, because <clears throat> when I listen to you, <clears throat> I would think that, that keto would be the worst diet for somebody to start with if they don't eat vegetables because it's all like no carbs, right? You would have to eat 
a lot of vegetables or no, you would eat fats, right? Yeah. So fat is like the main thing. Oh, that's right. So that is the perfect diet. Okay. My bad. Yeah. yeah so you, your body is technically like being fueled off of fats. Yeah. But for me, I wasn't eating like only straight fats. I would, that's when I incorporated in vegetables. Mm-hmm. But you would make it, find a way to make them enjoyable. And try to find a way to make them that I would eat them. So yeah. cauliflower, make it into cauliflower mac and cheese. I like cauliflower mac and cheese. Like, you know, vegetables, put them on top of a cheese crust pizza. Wow. Stuff like that. So once you are like, okay, I could eat Brussels sprouts covered in cheese and bacon. Now I just make Brussels sprouts. I don't make them with cheese and bacon. But if I wanted like a special treat one day, I could still put cheese. Like I I don't demonize cheese. I don't demonize bacon. You know what I mean? Yeah. As, as I'm talking to you, Peyton, it's weird. We've never, I don't think we've ever had a conversation this long, this deep, have we? Right? <laughs> Probably Maybe. not. I don't but, know. But it's, I'm figuring out that you're really good at building habits for yourself. Like, it, it, because you find a way to make them easy and make them attractive to where you stay consistent. I, in the past, have been like, uh, from what I've seen for me, it's like I start things, but then I don't stay consistent. And, and I don't think I've been as good as you have been as to make them easy and attractive. I think I'm getting better, but, and, and that's so cool that for me, what it took is reading books on it, like uh, the book Atomic Habits, but you just kind of intuitively knew that, or I mean, it I makes- mean, I wouldn't say I intuitively knew, intuitively knew anything, but that's the way that I've, you know, it's kind of like the, when I do something, I want to do it really well. When I do keto, once I decided I committed to it, I was like, oh, I'm going to go all in. And like, mm-hmm. I, I actually made another Instagram. It's called Peyte Does Keto, (laughs) where I followed a bunch of keto accounts and kind of learned the way that other people are doing it, how it was successful for them, and then did it in a way that I could make successful for me too. Um, And then, yeah. Wow. I'm the genu- I'm, that's a genuine wow. I don't know. I, I'm not just saying that to fill time. I hear you say wow on this podcast all the time. You don't really mean it. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, mean, I mean it right now. I'll say that because I'm like, whoa. Um, and, and the other thing, I remember, uh, I think I already said this, but I just want to mention it. People were telling you, don't do it. Don't do it. No, oh, it's yeah. not going to work. It's not going to work. And and I remember because I was, I was there for some of those conversations where they would be like, no, it's just not going to work. And you were like, well, I want to try it. And for me, the way I saw it was not like in whether this diet works or not, I, I don't know. The way I saw it was people were telling you, no, don't experiment. And for me, I didn't like, I was like, just fucking, why aren't you supportive? You are one of the only people other than my family, because actually a lot of people in my family have done keto, but you were really one of the only people that I met in college that were supportive of it. Like, a lot of people, I don't know, it, it, it's like probably the biggest shit on diet that there is. I understand why. <laughs> Let fucking people experiment. And if it works, like it, doesn't, it fucking and it works. It doesn't work for everyone. So that's the other I thing know, that people have to understand is that like, yeah, you might do it and you, it might not work for you, but it worked for me. So I, I can't, yeah. I can't, yeah, I, I it, can't, I would never shit on someone wanting to do keto or wanting to just do honestly anything that they want to do. If you want to eat however you want, I would never tell you the way you should eat. Um, and I honestly kind of hate it when people do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the people who are like, you should be doing this, you know? It's, it's like way better. Like telling you like you're doing it wrong. I get people that suggest things like, uh, like, oh, maybe you should try this. But there's some people that will tell you like, 
you should be doing this. What, what you're doing right now is wrong. Um, no, and that's the thing is that I knew for me that that actually was the right diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see how it looks bad. But to me, I was like, okay, did you know what I used to eat? And what's crazy is I can tell a hundred people that I'm doing keto and they would like shit on it. But I would tell a hundred people that I eat out three day, three meals a day. Not one would say like, Ooh, that's not good for you. You know what I yeah. mean? Like people only want to speak up when you, when you're actually like trying to like do something to improve your life. Like they're like, I don't think that's the right way to do it. It's like, uh, where were you when I was eating McDonald's for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give a shit about me then. For real, for real. I think uh, there's a there's a bit of a fear that comes though with with people experimenting because you the people get scared that I mean this is common knowledge, right? People get scared when they're gonna get ahead of you, and if they're in your social circle and they're gonna do something that like you haven't done, it's like oh whoa 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 why no don't do that because they've probably thought about it but they haven't done it. Um, yeah, and, and I think you helped me realize that too. You're like honestly, if people are talking shit, then they're probably just like jealous and like that's that's not like revolutionary of an yeah. idea but but it's just it's true it's they're scared that you're gonna it's gonna work for you and then no, but like why is it it's not even their fucking business like if i am doing I know, you know weird. what i mean like but, but i can i can sympathize because i that comes up inside me sometimes and i get kind of grossed out by it i'm like oh caesar why the fuck are you thinking that way yeah it's kind of involuntary it's like a like maybe like a friend will say they're gonna do something and and then there's just a, an involuntary thought like oh no don't do that and then but i don't i i try to stop myself sometimes i'm not i don't but i, I try to be as good as i can um because it's kind of like why let people fucking experiment tell me just because you haven't done it doesn't mean they can't fucking do it. And you, you're like one of the only people I know that does that regularly. And you have, I mean, your relationship with food, I'm surprised, is like really good considering how many different like diets you put yourself on. Because it, to you, it's all just like an experiment. It's not like, you know that at any time you could go to eating any certain way. Yeah. But you like put yourself on different diets all the time just to Cause I see think- what... What works, works. Yeah. What, what, what results you get because once you find something that works you kind of got the blueprint you're like oh i know how to do that shit now um but, but uh, most people don't do that they try a diet it doesn't work and then they're like oh, never mind i'll just go back to eating the way i was already eating you know what i mean yeah or they're just not even conscious of what their diet is yeah but yeah, yeah. i do know what you mean what was just final question on keto what was before you started keto what your before you started keto what was a typical like meal day like what would you eat for breakfast what you eat for lunch and dinner okay so that'll be fun (laughs) wake up (laughs) and take a scooter to the target (laughs) that has a starbucks inside of it a scooter that is a a three minute walk away it is literally three minutes away downhill um i would take a scooter there i'd go inside i would get a um triple shot latte with um, like a pump of caramel. <laughs> and then I would get a, um, one of those, God, what are those things? Double smoked bacon sandwiches. From, from Starbucks? <laughs> from Starbucks. I've never that's, had one. It's it sounds a, that, good. That's a $10 <laughs> breakfast right there. So oh, I did that shit. every day. Um, okay. 10 to $12. Sometimes I'd add in a croissant, you know, if I was feeling extra hungry. Yeah. Um, then I would go to class. I'd eat that on the way to class. Sometimes I would walk. Sometimes I would scooter and then, uh, eat it in class. <laughs> and you know where our classes were. So that's, <laughs> that's not, uh, another two minute that's walk. really not, yeah, it's not even necessary to get a scooter for that. Um, then at school I wouldn't probably eat 
Chick-fil-A for lunch. That would be the nuggets, fries, or a sandwich, and multiple Chick-fil-A sauces. And then I would scooter home for dinner, and then scooter to Chipotle and get myself a Chipotle bowl with a tortilla on the side. The Chipotle bowl isn't that bad. <laughs> um, I mean, I didn't get... I mean, what would you say were the not bad parts? Like the the beans and like I don't the meats. eat beans. You need beans. I didn't eat any of the veg. I didn't get lettuce. The rice is all right. I <laughs> okay, mean, so I would get rice, rice right. chicken, yeah. cheese, sour cream, it's pretty clean. guacamole. Yeah, yeah, it's not that. Bad. That one's probably the, yeah, the least one. Yeah, but when you add that on to the other meals yeah. that I ate out, I mean, it's it and was. That, but really, that was daily, right? That was that daily. Was, that wasn't once a week or something. No, that was daily. That yeah. was. That's where it gets bad. Maybe like once a week, that's fine. But doing all that. And yeah. it wasn't just that. It was that on top of drinking regularly, drinking yeah. things in high sugar. I've never had soda really in my life, but I was drinking the most sugary alcohols that you could mm -hmm. think of or, or and, beer. And which, then not exercising. And not exercising. So that, yeah. yeah the only thing I was doing correctly was sleeping. I was sleeping like nine hours a night. Yeah. <laughs> that. But so, yeah, especially, wow. That's uh, because some people will exercise and they'll have that diet and they'll be quote unquote fine. But I yeah, guess well, diet is a huge part of general like weight loss. If yeah. you're trying to lose weight, like they say that diet is more than exercise. I would say that you kind of need both of them because there are some weekends where your diet, your family's visiting, whatever you're eating out a lot. Mm -hmm. That's when your exercise is going to come in play. Some weekends where you are exercising all weekend, but you want to, you know what I mean? So it, you need both of them because yeah, if I one lever's pulled, then it, it gets kind of out of balance. Yeah. I think diet is the most important one. But like what I was saying was that like for some people, they might think their diet is all right because they're they think they're like in shape but it's because they're exercising like fucking crazy yeah that's burning, well that's like calories. high school athletes that yeah. gain a lot of weight leaving high school because, because they, they eat they're like eating shit. no they're eating the same way that they used to eat but they're just not playing sports regularly yeah. they're not playing they're not exercising every single day the way that they used to mm -hmm. so yeah yeah that uh that is interesting dude I, I was gonna ask you something else so we went through diet exercise you're one of the fittest people I know now. And <laughs> um, and uh, what else do I got? We went through talking about school. <laughs> and I guess I can, I'll, I'll take you through like some of the uh, finishing closing questions that I have. Okay. Um, so let's start with this one. When you look back on your life, what is, uh, this could be in the last four years in college, what is something that you were, you thought you were doing right that you now know you were doing? Definitely not doing right. I don't know. I'm still working on these questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is something that I thought? What I is was like a yeah, right? like a habit that you thought was like I'm doing the right thing, um, but now you know, like actually, I was wrong, or maybe yeah. something you thought you were right, and, and, and but now you realize no, I was definitely wrong. On the on I that. mean, easy. I think there's a lot of opportunities that I gave up socially in order to like further advance myself academically. Mm -hmm. And looking back now, it doesn't fucking matter. If you got an A minus or a B plus, the difference is so minuscule when you get out of college yeah. that like, I'm not saying that I should have slacked off in any way, but I'm saying that I didn't really need to like overly stress myself out 
in college. Mm-hmm. And there's so many times that I could have just been hanging out with friends. And I think that's something that I probably missed out on is just inviting more people over to do social things instead of just studying. But the thing is like you and me and our friend group, we made studying social by like being in a friend group with in a project group with people that you're friends with. Um, I wish I had more of that, you know, Mm -hmm. of like making moments that I was already doing like more social. (laughs) What were the moments you remember most in college that you'll, you'll remember most for a long time? What were the moments you enjoyed most? Was it, um, I mean, probably like hanging out with you guys and those were the mo- yeah, yeah. Like I remember us all being in my apartment and my air conditioning had gone out. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was like the it's night so before our project was due, <laughs> and we like left the door open because the air conditioning in the hallway was working. And a security <laughs> guard came by at like two a.m. I was like, "Hey, you guys, why is your door open?" Yeah, I mean, I remember stuff like that, like just spending time with friends and. Yeah, I may. I basically was like, took that role as being all of your bosses and got you all to do the bitch work of the project. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved that. Yeah, I loved uh, that I had four boys that would just do whatever I asked. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's funny. It's fun. What do you remember most from college? What I remember most is my study abroads and hanging out with friends. Yeah. I, I won't remember... Really, the classes are kind of a blur for me. Right? Yeah, I know. I agree. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I really remember. It's weird how uh, our friend group, I mean, me and you got really close starting sophomore year. Um, but our friend group only really, really got close, I think, senior year, which is crazy. To be honest, like, I think you were the glue that was holding us all together. And then you kept going on these fucking study abroads <laughs> and all of us were pissed <laughs> off. Like, oh my God, can he come back already? What like, we- what was the semester you were gone for the whole semester? Junior year, fall? Yeah, junior year, fall. Yeah, that was like a core semester for us. <laughs> that that was That was the moment that we all really wanted to hang out. But we were like so excited when you came back saying like, oh, let's all take classes together. You know, that was when we took K. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm (laughs) so glad that you had so much fun at your study abroad because that really ruined our friend group. No, it didn't. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, man, but we had so much fun together. But it's crazy. And the reason I bring that up, um, that only our our, our friend group only got close the last year, is because I think a lot about that, the 80-20 principle. How there's mm-hmm. like 20% of your whatever our college experience is probably going to be the most memorable. So like tw- even though it wasn't 20%, it was like 25% of our college years are when we formed this like really strong friend group that if you were to come and observe us, I think you'd be you'd think we were friends for like years. Yeah. Like a long, long time. I agree. Which is crazy, and and you you you're talking about technically we were friends for years, but yeah, but you would think <laughs> you would think like we grew up together, like we've known, you know what I mean? Like there was a it's just a deep bond that we yeah. formed within a year. We were friends for for years, but like all of us, you get me, Caesar. I don't think you understand that I grew up moving a lot every few years, so like all of my friendships are like that, where yeah. I don't know someone for more than three years. That's, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess so I for me, that. like I'm like. What do you mean? Like we we were like the best of friends. Okay. okay. So for you, you're comparing it to like a kindergarten friend, like the- Carlos. Ugh, I always roll my eyes. 
when he's talking about Carlos, I'm like, oh, I could never compete with his kindergarten no, friend. You're right there. You're right there with it. I would say, no, I swear. I, I really, I used to joke or, or I used to be serious about it. I'd be like, I don't know, Peyton. I don't know if you're up. But in, I don't know. I've, I've done a, a lot of soul searching. I don't, I, I consider your, you and a lot of other friends kind of like, not like above each other. You know what I mean? Thank you. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that to make you feel better. It's it's like a it's like a thing I come to I came to a conclusion that one of the most important things to me in life is I figured out that the 20% that I'm going to where I'm going to find the most joy in is family and friends. And like you guys college friends, like the the, the childhood friends. These are there's no like I comparing you guys cuz I have the same amount of joy but in a different way with you yeah, guys. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. But um Okay, moving on. If um, if you were to die six months from now, wow, okay. yeah, six months. You only got six months to live. What what would you regret? You so I tell you, you got six months to live. What would you regret not having done? If you don't do it within those six months, so you got six months to live. What would you do? Like what what is the one th- uh, one or few things that you really gotta get get done? Well, let's like set a pandemic aside and pretend like that's not yes. happening. Yes. <laughs> um, I would definitely want to travel. I mean, traveling is, I feel like, such an important part of anyone's life. Mm-hmm. And I really got to experience like traveling around Europe from a young age. Yeah. But you've traveled completely different places. We've literally both traveled. We're both well-traveled, I would say. Mm-hmm. And we've never been to any of the same places. <laughs> so that, that really just shows you like how big this world is. <laughs> that is fucking huge. And that, yeah, like I've traveled all around Europe. I've never been to South Africa. I've never been to Asia. Um, my sister, who is only a year older than me, she's been to the Philippines, Cambodia, China. And I've never been to any of those places, you, you know? Go. Yeah. So, so where would you go first? Um, well, now that I'm less of a picky eater, maybe the Philippines with my grandma, uh, because that's awesome. That's she, dope. I yeah. mean, that's like really important for her, for, mm. um, us to like not forget where we're from. And wow. That's going to be such an amazing experience when you do go, because it's like your grandma, did your grandma grow up there? Yeah. And yeah, then wow. my mom was born there and <sighs> wow. came here like or something like that not only do you get to see the history of like the country but you will get to see the history of your family well it's not just that like we literally have family that lives there and like me a whole side of our family that we remember my sister stayed for like two months or maybe she stayed for a month i don't remember either way both of those sound a little bit too long for me really how long (laughs) in the summer like when there's no air conditioning (laughs) um (laughs) um maybe a couple weeks two to three weeks it was plenty (laughs) Gotcha, gotcha. That's gonna be amazing whenever you you, you do go. Hopefully, poss- It'd be cool if I could go. <laughs> Just inviting to... myself. No, that'd be it'd be. It's awesome that you have family there. But like maybe in the future, once you go visit and stuff, you can take me to your family so that I can okay. try good. some food. Um, <laughs> another one. What what advice would you give yourself uh, four years ago, Peyton, going into college? What advice would you give that Peyton? Uh, I guess I think I kind of know. But maybe, maybe. Um, I don't know to like take care of yourself, mm-hmm. not just physically, but also like mentally do things that like, I feel like going into college, I knew that like, oh yeah, meditating, that sounds good, but yeah. I wouldn't do it. I would just like try for five seconds and then fall asleep, but also just having respect for yourself and like, like every time you, I don't know, let 
a guy treat you badly or something like that is part of your mental health too. And like, it's something that one thing isn't that big of a deal, but maybe after you've let six guys mistreat you, then, you know, it, 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 it adds up. Mm. So yeah, I, I wish that I had like cared more about myself and put myself first in more of those situations where it's like, no, I deserve to like be happy and like be in like a stable, committed relationship, um, something like that, instead of just like letting people take advantage of me in multiple ways, not just like in relationships, but also, um, yeah. So, so like standing up for yourself. That's, gotcha. That's the advice I would give me. Awesome. Little Peyton. Little Peyton. <laughs> Stand up for yourself, little Peyton. And I'm curious to hear what would you, what advice would you give like just any college student who maybe wants to do like really good in, in school because you were like really good academically and perhaps they've struggled in the past. Um, what advice would you give them in, in like studying or getting good grades or? Yeah, I mean, I I actually do give this advice every year. I go talk to freshmen like on a panel, mm -hmm. um, and the advice I say is go get a job, <laughs> and that is not to say that. Um, like I understand a lot of people are putting themselves through college. Maybe you don't have the time. If you do have the time and you don't really like need the money, go get a job that's going to actually be valuable because you're going to learn so many skills in a job that you can't learn in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And for me, someone that like is successful academically, I, I could go t start any new job today and you're going to learn a thousand skills you didn't know before. So for me, remember, I worked at... A restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And I worked as a hostess at like my favorite restaurant, North Italia. Shout out to North Italia in the yeah. domain. Um, and like complete, uh, a completely different skill set than what you learn in college. I learned how to talk to people. I learned how to use like hosting software, which is not a skill that I probably need to know. But now every time I go to a restaurant, they tell me a wait time and I'm like rolling my eyes like, okay, I see nine people in here with their checks. Like that, that's not the right wait time, but okay. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, there's like different things. And then also just like everyone needs a service industry job because if you ever work in the service industry and you see like how you get mistreated by people that are just, you know, entitled, mm -hmm. you will never like mistreat people like that ever again yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you are in the opposite uh, situation, like going to you be remember, served. Yeah, yeah. And like every person that ever like was so appreciative of me or wrote me a good open table review, you know, like those things go a long way. Now when I have like a really good server, I'll go and write them a good open table review, you know, stuff like that. Um, like I know that that goes further for them. So yeah, go get a job. You're going to learn like so many skills that you can't pick up in a classroom. I also worked another part-time job, even if it like is not paying like hardly anything, it, you cannot pay for experience like I learned how to um, review resumes remember I worked in yes. career services so reviewing resumes or even writing a resume in general was such a source of anxiety for me I did I was like anxious about getting a job applying for jobs so what did I do I went and applied for a job where you have to help other people get jobs and then by like doing that I was able to learn how to do that you know what I mean yeah. so yeah. I, I just sold it as, yeah, I don't really know how to do this, but I'll learn. <laughs> and wow. that like pays off. And now when I think about like, if I ever lost my job, 
I don't have a source of stress around like, oh my God, I have to look at my resume. I have to figure out how to do that. You know what I mean? Like I've now taken care of something that used to really be a stressor for me by like literally having a job where that was my job to do that. That's a, I think that's amazing because it's, I, and I think it's amazing because that's what Tim Ferriss always had said. And I didn't realize that that's what you were doing, which is like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I've never listened to Tim Ferriss. I before. know you haven't, which is why <laughs> I, I'm saying wow so much. And like, that's interesting because you, you, uh, you wanted to learn something and the way you did it was by going to like get paid for it. You went to get a job and instead of like teaching yourself or whatever, you put yourself in a situation where you were kind of forced to learn, forced to learn but at the same time you were learning like uh, through reps, through like every time you helped someone, you know, it's not like you'd learned it all in one day. They kind of taught you the basics, right? But yeah. then you got really good at it. You saw what worked and what didn't. And like you said, it's it's that experience in the field that is you can't get for in the class. You can't get in the classroom. I mean, honestly, you barely get anything in the classroom. You don't, you really don't get anything. You don't learn classroom. anything in there. You really don't. <laughs> you really don't. And and so uh, my my parents, my mom especially, very well meaning, but and and I'm not blaming this on my mom. This is my own fault that I never got a job. But she was like, no, don't get a job. Like I, I had that option. I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Why would I have a job in college? I didn't see the value in it. And the value is that the the skills that you're learning i learned a lot of skills through uh study abroad whether it was like uh, social skills or other skills but again it was experiences so that that was the same for me like my mom told me um that i didn't have to get a job like I, my college was paid for and i was like so blessed to have that as an opportunity and i understand so many people have jobs where they need like money so they need to do like a well-paying job yeah. For me, it was more about getting experience. I didn't necessarily need the money. The money was like extra. So like I was blessed mm -hmm. in that way. Um, but yeah, if if someone else is blessed with like that same opportunity where maybe your college is paid for, you're on a scholarship, still get a job because the it's and it doesn't even have to be that big of a time commitment. Yeah. Like get something that's like a little bit more flexible with your hours that knows you're a student. I'm not saying to like overwork yourself, but I don't think it hurts to work at a retail store three days a week or whatever yeah or th what you did with um north which was like your favorite restaurant so since you didn't have to get like a high-paying job you just went to work at a company that you already loved yeah exactly and i i mean they don't really hire people that um don't have experience so i went in there and i was like i love this restaurant I <laughs> and i don't know i don't know how to be a hostess but i will absolutely learn and i will be the friendliest like i Did was you, I, you went in person yeah i went in person and just said hey do you have someone i can talk to <laughs> uh -huh. like and i yeah so wow and and then what happened you talked to the manager and you told them all this yeah the manager um we i think it was like the assistant manager we talked and he was like yeah, we don't typically don't hire people that don't already have experience. And like I, I, I did say like, oh, I'm in college. I learn really quickly, stuff like that. So he was like, well, why don't you come back and like just do a practice shift and see if you can do it. And I mean, yeah, from there, it's just about asking questions. Like that's the thing is I'm really not scared. If I'm in a new job, my first mm -hmm. two weeks in my real job, I'm just – scheduling meetings with people to ask them questions because I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so yeah. if I didn't, and like, that's something that I think that people that work with me are appreciative of because they'd rather you ask questions and do it right than just do it wrong blindly. Wow. Uh, do you, um, it's, I'm very interested in this approach of how you, so you, you just like, I think a lot of people can learn from that actually going to just go ask. Um, I don't know. 
That, that's not a common thing. Are you talking about in jobs? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty common in the restaurant industry. But because, I mean, think about it at the restaurant, who's checking their job website? Yeah. When are they doing that? They're doing that in the morning when they have eight other things going on or when lunch is really slow. The best way to get a restaurant job is to literally walk in the front door mm. and like say, hey, can I talk to the manager? Yeah. But, but it, it's also infinitely easier to get another job when the recruiter already knows who you are. Right. Like they kind of already know paid in. They know their skills versus like a stack of resumes, which may I mean, a stack of resumes sometimes could win if it's impressive. But <laughs> I don't know my my resume, which was what people might say impressive. Like I got less interviews that way than just by meeting people. By meeting people, it's the way, right? Yeah, it's like that's, the way. that's actually the way because it's not through like applying. It's like through and this is like it, I'm going to say networking, but it's it's more than that. It's through getting a foot in the door with a person and people get a vibe just from meeting you. Like, exactly. exactly. Did, it, did they like you? It, mm -hmm. Then they don't really care whether you have a 3.2 or a 3.7. Like yeah. it's, it's the same that all they know is that they liked you. So you're going in the like pile. You're not going in the, yeah. And then the, the next thing is like, how excited are you about working at the place? Like, <laughs> like yeah <laughs> be like i love this restaurant i've eaten everything on your menu and i will do a hell of a good job if you just hire me like the manager's like whoa okay yeah, they're thinking like, uh, <laughs> because okay. i'm sure they got like two three people that are doing a half-assed job and then they got this girl who wants to like do whatever to get in and yeah. she, he's like okay fuck yeah um i know we gotta we gotta go we gotta right? wrap it up we gotta, gotta wrap it up so with that um let's uh <laughs> let's end it there if people want to say hi, contact you. <laughs> <laughs> hi, how, friends. How can they reach out to you, Peyton? Um, <laughs> they can reach out to me on Instagram. My Instagram, Instagram is Peyton, L-E-I-G-H-H-H-H, -H -H -H, four H's. I don't know how many I just said. Four H's. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Okay, if, perfect. If, if and then my uh, you can my say whatever you other want. Instagram uh -huh. is Peyton Does Yoga. Um, and then if you want to see what I ate, when I was on keto, my yeah. keto Instagram is Pete does keto. Oh, um, awesome. I haven't posted on that in months, and I'm considering rebranding and moving to like Pete does cooking or something else. So, because I cook all the time, so I would love to like have a platform to share what I'm eating now. Wow! But yeah, that one's really yeah. good if like maybe you're getting into keto. Gotcha. Hell yeah. People are going to reach out. <laughs> I'm going to reach out. No, Peyton, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I think we have to do we have to do a round two because this one conversation, I, I learned so much about you okay. and I have so many more questions. <laughs> okay, great. I'm going to see you in like a week. So. Okay, we'll do it in Oklahoma. Sounds okay, good. Okay, perfect. Later, Peyton.